Tequila. Hey, welcome everybody live from the Dutch Hall to our Cinco de Mayo celebration on the 5th of May, 2016. We are here with just a shell of the nocturnal emissions, right? But what we have are a couple of bartenders and a one beautiful woman to help us celebrate what is uh, known as, I think, uh, Mexican St. Patrick's Day, isn't it? Uh, May 5th. Yeah, May 5th. It's known as May, May 5th. Tequila. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's get started, boys. Right? We got to do it. The only way to do it is play the theme song. Dutch Hall, everybody at Pine Grove, Ontario, to the the greatest podcast really ever come out of uh, Pine Grove, I'd say. You know, if in all hum humbility. Sure. Right. Yeah, that's I'd say a good out of Norfolk County. Out of Norfolk County, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm climbing up. I think there was one guy doing a, a podcast about his kitty cats. It was pretty good. Yeah, I never listened. It was pretty good. Yeah. But Tequila. Yeah. <laughs> Today we have what is left of a, just a, a decimated nocturnal emissions, the greatest pod, the uh, greatest band in podcast history. We have why he is called the savior of the nocturnal emissions. People sometimes question, but not today. We have beside me the savior of the nocturnal emissions. Steve, the reluctant German, is here. Let's hear it for Steve. And an empty chair where once a band leader once sat will be crocked. Chambers. <laughs> no, that was Bo. Oh, sorry, Chambers. Yeah, Bob yeah. Charters. What was I thinking? Yeah, we got no, no, no Bo. <laughs> but beside the empty chair of what once was Mike Bo, <laughs> is at the balls of the nocturnal emissions. Wes Hagen's Whiskey West is here. Let's hear it for him. Yeah. It's Wes. Oh, Wes. <laughs> and of course. Rooster Dave Charters from Burford. Rooster Dave Burford, whatever your fucking name is, I want to let you know everybody is here and you didn't make it. I don't know who fuck Yes, uh, thank you. Soundboard Chic is here. Let's hear for Soundboard Chic. And on double bartender duty today here, we have oh, a real treat. We have my bartender, my brother, my bus driver, and my- Pouring the poison. And he's pouring tequila. He is Paul Van Dyke. Let's hear it for Paul. Yeah. And cutting the lemons and squeezing the limes. <laughs> Putting the salt on Steve's head. <laughs> and licking it off. It's a good friend of the show. Jamie Barham is here, everybody. Let's hear it for Jamie. Jamie. 
I don't like tequila. <laughs> Drinking a Corona, though. Oh, yeah. And my beautiful, my beautiful wife keeping time, shaking maracas, and just really shaking the heartstrings. Dr. Jane Van Dyke is here. Let's hear for her. Oh, so slow. <laughs> and I am, uh, how do you say mister? Senor. <laughs> I am Senor Pete Van Dyke. Pedro. Pedro Van Dyko, two-time president, club presidente, club award winner. Pedro Van Dyko. Let's hear Oh, really? Oh, we really blew that opening. That was good. Woo! Uh, all of our nice, all of the Mexicans are out front uh, of the Dutch Hall right now, and they're low riders honking their horns, right? Big celebrations to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Paul was really curious. He knew the show was going to be out Cinco de Mayo today, so he went and, and tried to find out the roots of Cinco de Mayo. He says, what is it all about? What does it mean, Paul? What does Cinco de Mayo mean? Uh, I went to Stephen Harper. The internet? <laughs> yeah, the internet. Excellent. And uh, it's May 5th. <laughs> it's oh. just May 5th. It comes, dude. It's May 5th. It's, it's every year. May the 4th. <laughs> every year. It's amazing. Well, I don't know if you speak American, Paul. You researched really deep. But... Uh, <laughs> Their 4th of July celebration. Do you know what date that falls on? Actually, July 4th, yeah. And the direct translation to Canadian from American of the 4th of July is the 4th of July. Yeah, July 4th. <laughs> it's the same sort of thing. <laughs> but, you know, it's also commemorating, you know, some people think it's Mexican Independence Day, but they're incorrect. They're incorrect. That is a common misconception about Cinco de Mayo. Mm -hmm. Today is actually commemorating a great uh, victory that the Mexican forces had over the dirty, dirty French. Wow. Did you know that? Did not know that. It was uh, in the uh, Battle of Pueblo or something. P uh, Pueblo? Huh. I read it. See, these, uh, what they happened was these French guys, right? Pueblo? They're down. Yeah, what? Pueblo? Pueblo. Pueblo. Pueblo? Pueblo? Something like that. Anyways, so they go down, these French guys, they're going down to take over Mexico. And they want to get Mexico City, but they got to go through uh, Pueblo first, right? So they have, uh, I think, I think I got I got this written down somewhere here. They got like uh, thirty. The amount of troops that the French had, I think, was something like uh, they had way more people. They were like these this this French army was like this well trained French army sent down to do their. They were six thousand of them, six thousand French people, and. Uh, then they had these Mexican uh, uh, guys, uh, a, a rag of, uh, no, uh, no, there was 2,000 of them. So 6,000 French, 2,000 Mexicans, a bunch of ragtag Mexicans, you know, yeah. just a bunch of cowboy, bunch of cowboys, you know, just <laughs> mm -hmm. with white powder in their mustaches. Yes. These guys are Crazy nuts. Crazy as shit. But, you, but these French guys are coming from across the pond or whatever. These guys, this is their home turf, yeah, right? They didn't expect this at all. Yeah, no. You're coming to my turf, I say, right? <laughs> well, there's 2,000 exactly. two of them, 6,000 of the French, and those Mexicans kicked the shit out of the French. Damn. And that's why we celebrate, all of us, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're all going to take, like, runny shits tomorrow, is to celebrate... This victory that they had. Now, you think they must have won the war then, right, for them to carry on this many years? Nope, they lost the war. The French still won. And the French took over uh, Mexico City. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so they didn't even the win battle, the war. Lost the war. They were only celebrating the battle that they won, but they lost the war. And later on, the Americans came in and helped them, and they cooked out the French. That's how it worked. Hmm. So that'd be like us celebrating the Summit Series, except for in the last game, Paul Henderson didn't didn't uh, score the goal. Because I think Cinco de Mayo, our Cinco de Mayo in Canada, has to be the 72 Summit Series, right? Greatest battle Canada ever won, I'd have to say. No? I would think so. You'd have to say that's one of our greatest accomplishments as a country that we've all bonded around. Now, let's say we lost to the Russians in the last game, right? Uh, and then uh, later on, we had another series where uh, the, we had a split squad with the Americans, and then we beat the Russians, and then we celebrated the time where we won game six in the first series. That's what Cinco de Mayo is, right? That's what I think it is. Did you ever hear it put that way before? No. <laughs> did, you, did it make it more confusing because I was involving sports, yeah, Stephen? Actually, when you announced that uh, who won the last game, I was like, come on, man, spoil alert. Maybe once I'll, you know, maybe when I retire or something, I'll go back and I'll start watching old series because it's all new to me. Oh, yeah. Except for that one because you wrecked it. You wrecked the end. Yes, I know. I know. There's t- so many seasons that have, uh, you know, that you've missed. Of sports, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did I. What sports reference did I use? I don't even remember now. That is specifically, where did I lose you? Uh, I think the year I got. Oh, seventy-two summit series because of the. It was before your time, right? That's right. It was a hockey game they played against the Russians, the Canadians and the Russians. I figured it out. Yeah, it was a big deal, <laughs> and I don't even think we won that. We tied it, didn't we? Wasn't it? Was it four-four or was it? At the end of that series, was it four-four? Because it was eight games. It was one of those, I don't even know if we even, or was it 5-3 that we ended up beating them? They would have tied us. Who the fuck does a best of an eight? <laughs> what? what if they both win four? <laughs> yeah. I know, that's it's, what I don't know no at the end of it all. <laughs> that's why we got to ask Stephen Harvey. They tied, nobody gets a gold. Fuck it. Well, who would have the extra game? That's the thing. Who would have the, they'd have to have one in neutral ice. Like in Swi- uh, Switzerland. <laughs> Switzerland, where they won't take sides. They'll just sit there and enjoy the hockey game quietly and not, not take a side. You bring me a shot of tequila, Paul, because this is, this is the show. This week, you know, instead of turning to Stephen Harbour like I normally do when I run out of show ideas, <laughs> this week I decided to go deep into my own the recesses of my own mind. And I said, I'm going to leave Stephen Harper alone. I'm just going to play music on the old internet. And I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into the recesses of my mind. So I thought, you know what? Because uh, every day, like St. Patrick's Day, where everyone pretends they're Irish for a day, on Cinco de Mayo, everyone pretends they're Mexican. So what? What we did was we got brought in some tequila, and uh, we've been drinking it actually quite a bit before the show even. But every time I run out of an idea for the show, I'll be able to dip into a little uh, nibble of tequila, do a shot. And then I would be able to come up with an idea to carry on the show, right? That's right. Sounds like it should make sense. Now, when I do the shot of tequila, you know how you lick it? You lick, you lick your hand, you put your the salt thumb. on. And the salt so that you taste something that's kind of like somewhat nice, you know, like you have a nice <laughs> salty snack. Sure. Then you taste something that tastes basically like what your vomit's going to taste like. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you suck a nice citrus fruit, lemon or lime at the end like that, and a nice refreshing thing, right? Mm. So, you know, I I like the process of it. It's a nice party thing to do. You know, you do you have like pros you have like steps. You got to like get uh 
you go to the grocery store, get citrus fruit and stuff like that. That's you know, right. it's a it's a bit of a it's a process. Yeah, you know, it's an entertaining thing. You know, it's like it's nice. So like when you go to a bar, it's festive, and you get a tequila shot, right? It's like there's a whole process that's involved with it, yes. right? So, anyways, this one time, I was going to my friend's stag party, right? Sure. And we had rented a hotel down in the like a dive ho- motel down in Niagara Falls, and uh, we had an extra room for a hospitality room, you know. So we went, that's right. so everyone could go back to sleep, where you wouldn't be somebody's room getting wrecked. It would be a room that you get wrecked on purpose. Oh, that's <laughs> so I was like, you know, we were at this bar, and I saw this, uh, you know, a br- uh, 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 bachelorette party. Everyone's wearing dick hats or whatever they're wearing, you know, like with the or the like little bridal things and yep. stuff. So you know there are bachelorette parties, tiaras and shit like that. <laughs> you guys are just like doing tequila shots and like. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah, yeah. This looks like horrible. Faces. Half of the Dutch all is just like, uh, just like s- the most sour faces I've seen. <laughs> it seems like each one gets worse for us. Is that true? Uh, I, I I thought it tasted good. It's oh. getting better. It wasn't bad. I added more salt to this one. Oh yes, yes. So uh, I saw this bachelorette party. I wanted to get them to come back to this hospitality suite. So I say to the one uh, bridesmaid, and to be fair, I picked the most accessible bridesmaid, <laughs> sure. right? Because I don't have a lot of confidence with the ladies. So I thought I'll pick the most accessible bridesmaid, which was the least attractive one, sure. right? But she was very friendly. Oh, that's nice. Uh, as a, and so I asked her if she'd like a shot of tequila, right? So she said, sure. And she said, uh, can my friend have one too? And I said, yes, I bought one for her friend as well. Wow. Right? And then uh, her friend did the shot of tequila, and I was going to do lick my um, thumb, and the girl said, no, you have to lick. Uh, and she points to the part of her boob where the fatty part of her boob would meet <laughs> the bony part of her boob, you know, like that, the crux. Right there, where you just can, where you licked on the fringe of the fatty part, you know? The, the start of the concave. as it's Yeah, where you can start to feel the boob meat, you know? Anyways, right there, right? So, um, anyways, I was like, oh, uh, you know, I got to do it, right? Got to do it. She's already got the salt there. Right. So I did it. So I had to lick the girl's uh, breast area in order to do this shot. And then the tequila, the lemon I just took out of my hand, no kissing stuff like that. But that is another part of it, right? That's right. Hold the lemon in the mouth. I didn't do that part, right? I didn't do that part. Jane, because my <laughs> wife's sitting here. But what I did do, and it turns out the girl doesn't drink tequila, so I did her shot too. I did her shot too, right? So I had to lick her boob four times, right? Because once to get it wet... Wants to put the thing on. I know. I've heard the story, and it still drives me nuts. Right. No, it didn't drive you nuts when I told you the first time. I told you in front of my sister. I figured I'd tell her in front of somebody in case she really gets mad at me for it. So it was like the test run. (laughs) Right. Now, the other option I could have done was not tell my wife that I did that, right? That would be, like I think, probably the wisest option. But she's like uh, my best friend or whatever. So like, like, what? What's the point of having a great hey, story? Hey, guess what happened story to me today? If you, <laughs> right? if you can't tell your wife about the great story that happened to you, but sometimes she doesn't think it's as good as I do, right? So I was thinking this one might be as a candidate for her not thinking it's as good a story as I do, right? And uh, she actually uh, handled it really well, right? You handled it pretty well. You just kind of laughed it off, right? Now you say it bothers you though. No, well, when you describe it, yeah, I should be oh. 
bothered by it. But I'm like, it's not going to make or break anything. I mean... They didn't come back to the <laughs> hospitality room either. Oh, it didn't even get you anywhere. Mm, no. It was a bunch of horse poo. Struck out again, A.B. But to be honest, the end of that the end of that night, I remember I woke up in my hotel room and uh, there's chocolate cake all over um, <laughs> my bed. And there's chocolate cake on the carpet. There's chocolate cake everywhere in the room. It's like a chocolate cake explosion, right? How was the, uh, how'd you find out it was chocolate cake? Ew. Well, it, like, I, was, was there a point where you're like... What is this? Yeah, Let's you, smell it. You yeah. have to be. You, you have to. When you wake up initially and you see just the color, yeah, of chocolate, you are worried beyond worry. <laughs> like Check your bum. Right. You. I awesome. sprung up in a hurry. Like right when I saw the the darkness, I'm just like, what the? You know, am I in? Then I realize there's chocolate cake all over my shirt. I'm wearing a wolf shirt. There's a wolf on my shirt. Right. You know? <laughs> of course. And. uh <laughs> <laughs> and there's chocolate cake all over the wolf on my shirt as well. And then I'm leaving, and there's a, there's a, there was these girls in the room next to us. And uh, I was packing up my car, and they're like getting up in the morning too. And I said, "You girls don't know anything about why there's chocolate cake all over my room, do you?" And they start laughing, saying, "He doesn't remember anything." <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, then I found out afterwards that, that those girls were trying to feed the wolf when I was sleeping <laughs> in my in the room. You know, I passed out drunk, and they were they came in and were feeding my wolf shirt chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we didn't uh, we got away with that one. No deposit or anything <laughs> ruined. Just cake. Just cake, right? You can get cake out. It's a set of sheets. Who if cares? you can get jizz out of everything, you can get cake out of it, right? <laughs> Should be a piece of cake. <laughs> if you're in a hotel room and you have to clean yourself up after like a sexual activity, you just use a pillowcase, right? <laughs> you don't give a shit. Especially if you're checking out that day, right? Yeah. You, you don't give a crap. <laughs> use a lampshade, the curtains. The curtains. <laughs> the only thing is, yes, please. The only thing is that uh, other People that say that, they're like, I go, I've go. i heard uh, comedians or whatever. I don't know who it is. I wish I could give him credit. He does a bit about how he gets so... <clears throat> sorry, am I losing my voice? Whoa. How he gets so hotel <clears throat> and he uses... It's a kazooing, eh? <laughs> I thought it was your other ball just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you... Congrats, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a... I forget what I was going to say. Sorry. Ah, whatever. What was it? A comedian was going to say something. Oh, yeah. Who gives a shit? <laughs> That's what I say. Who gives a shit? You know what we should do instead? Well, it's just go. Wait, I have some food for thought how before we move on. Oh, okay, what is it? Well, what if I came home one day and said, hey, guess what happened to me today? Oh, yes. I was at a bar. Yes. And, uh, you know, we were doing tequila shots. And I let someone put lick some salt right. off of me and do the same shot. Right. You're the instigator in that? You're the instigator. I, you said you let somebody do it to you, right? I don't know. I guess if we try to put it in the same See, you'd have to lick you. you'd have to lick it. You'd have to lick salt off the guy's balls, I think. No, not his balls on the part where the where the leg meets the balls. That's where you have to lick well, off. No, I'm just thinking what if I let a guy lick that part of my boob? Yeah, but that's not that's not what I did. I didn't know. No, that's not the same. You would have to you but. would have to buy the shot, and then I did. What I'm saying is that what I did was worse. <laughs> 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 no, but like I mean, it's like 
you're a, because I think because a woman is generally in the in the in the uh, submissive role. I don't know. She's smaller. She's more vulnerable. Right. Right. That you still have to let that guy do it. Right. Right. W- where in the in the case where I'm a I'm just a dumb man. I have no defense against a girl telling me lick her boob. Like pretty much have to do it it's a reflex but would you be we're, mad at me we're wired we're wired like that are we <laughs> is that like just in order to procreate like in order the species survives you know like we just have these reflexes we're, we try our best hey jane <laughs> i got a salt shaker we can always find out <laughs> yeah. no, no i never do it but uh, well, what? I'll talk, eh? Right. <laughs> yeah. that, just a scenario that girl probably did want to get fresh in me though would you say for yeah, her to make the move sure. like that, yeah, because uh, you could have done lots of stuff. I could have if I wanted to, right? <laughs> so right away, when your husband comes home and tells you that, you know that unless you unless I'm diabolical, I'm just giving you the tip of the iceberg, right? <laughs> and then you don't even know what the rest of it is. But I, that's it. I tell you the whole story because I'm like, then as I tell you the whole story, and you find out about it later, you don't think there's more to it. I told you the whole thing up right off the hop, right? Yeah, I'll just say, stop, stop. I know that story already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like when I hear that same story. Like the Booby Sue story where I talk about honking the girl's boob. Honk. I did that like one time. Honk. That one burns your butt more. So I said to her, I did that story 10 years before this boob licking story. Every 10 years or so, I do something stupid like this. Well, but now we're married. We have kids. Like. Yeah, and she says, you're... I said, why were you mad? This is what I asked you. I go, how come 10 years ago you are mad about me grabbing a girl's boob and saying honk, and now 10 years later, I lick a, lick a girl's boob four <laughs> times. You just laugh it off, right? You said, because now you know that I'm an idiot, is what you said. Those are your exact <laughs> words. I've lived with you long enough. I just know you're an idiot, Yeah. right? You don't feel threatened by... How stupid I am. <laughs> I sometimes just fall face first into a boob four times. Yeah. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Anyways, we should get to a segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. <laughs> oh. Greg Beatty. I'm going through changes. <laughs> It's a bit of a train wreck. Sorry, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. I am totally losing my voice here. This week's feedback is brought to you by the Nocturnal Emissions. Hey! The Nocturnal Emissions will be playing this uh, Saturday, May the 7th, at uh, the Double Olive upstairs in da- from David's Restaurant in Port Dover, Ontario. If you'd like to, you can check out their Facebook page, Nocturnal Emissions on f- The Nocturnal Emissions. The Nocturnal Emissions on Facebook. There can be only one. There can be only one, and there was already one without the, the. <laughs> That's right. So we put in the Nocturnal Emissions. And uh, so you can go and uh, and enjoy yourself. It should be a really fun night. Always is. Yeah. So this is your third time playing there, eh? Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. We've got some tricks up our sleeves, and uh, we are asking for requests if you want to go to the Facebook page. Yes, if you go to the Facebook page and you have a request for the Nocturnal Emissions, if you're coming out to see them at David's, they will answer your request. Also, uh, feedback is brought to you by um, our friends at Amazon. If you go to the Live from the Dutch Hall website and you click on either Ram- Amazon banners and do some <laughs> Amazon shopping, uh, some of that money will come back and help the show. 
There's also a coupon on our website for VG Meats. If you bring that coupon into either of the locations in Simcoe or Stony Creek, you'll get a good deal on some good meats, very good meats. And uh, some of that money will come back and help us as well. And uh, also we have to mention uh, Bush Stock coming up uh, this, this week, uh, this uh, Labor Day weekend this year. Uh, we, it's a mu- Bushstock Music Festival. If you go to uh, Bushstock Music Festival, uh, either Facebook, you just go online on the website, or you go, go to lakesidevista.ca. I'm sure they'll have a link to it. Um, there's details to follow. We're really excited to be a part of helping to launch uh, Bushstock coming up soon. And Van Dyke Party Services. <laughs> Fresh off our one gig, you know. I'm gonna take. Uh, I think we're gonna take a break uh, from Van Dyke Party Services because we had such a good time. We have to recharge our batteries, but if but we are still taking bookings at live from the DutchHallGmail.com. If you're having a party, let's say I don't know book club, wow. you're having a book club sure. meeting. You know, it's a bunch of old gossipy bitches <laughs> that are just getting together to drink wine and talk shit about someone's shoes or what kind of. Of a whore she was in high school, or whatever crap those girls are talking about. You know, this isn't fun. It's just a night away from your children. You're not having any fun. What you want to do is invite between five and 29 Van Dyke cousins. We'll come to your book club, club meeting <laughs> and we will have a great time. You know it. Crank that shit up. <laughs> you know what you got to do is you only got to pay all of our expenses and $100 of cold hard cash. And if you're not 100% satisfied, we'll return. Your $100 are cold, our cash, but the expenses have run through our body and potentially yours. Don't live your life in regret. <laughs> Van Dyke Party Services. <laughs> Brought to you by CleanFlow. And uh, that's it for sponsorship. We just got to get to our actual feedback from our listeners. We got some from different sources this week. Uh, we got on Facebook, uh, live from the Dutch Elves Facebook page, we got some a messenger from, uh, we've been getting messengers for the last few weeks. From a guy by the name of uh, Matt Thurlow uh, from London, Ontario. I've been fortunate enough to do some stand-up with Matt over a little bit, but he's listened to our show over the last uh, few weeks, and he's been able to give me some good feedback about it. Listens at work. He's probably going to lose his job over it. <laughs> Hopefully. And, uh, but we're happy to have him, and because we're so happy, as a matter of fact, that we're going to name him our Listener of the Week. You're the Listener of the Week! <laughs> This is your week. And my voice stayed in. Woo. Yeah. I had that's to go right. On. That's right. So, so that's the listener of the week. You know, uh, we were, we were kind of a little bit uh, uh, shy on feedback this week until at the 11th hour. You know, we got a, my phone rings. And who is it? It's Teresa Charters. No way. Yes. You know, the wife of uh, Dave Charters, the rooster. That's right. You know, he's on our show, my cousin, my first cousin. One of my favorite people in the world, even though my, uh, I don't know how Dave got his grips into her. <laughs> but he did. But he did. She called me up. She says, Pete, I got to tell you something. You know, my cousin Teresa, she, her father's a Belgian. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. So he, she's always defended uh, the Belgians. She thinks we're too harsh on the Belgians oh. on this show. So she says, you're going to be interested to know that there's a pipeline going up in Belgium, a beer pipeline. That's right. I heard right? about that. It is two, uh, is four kilometers long, <laughs> yep. right? It ships six thousand liters of beer an hour or something like that. It's crazy. Something crazy, 
And uh, what it's done is is because they have a they have like a brewery and then they have a bottling plant and they're like four kilometers from one another. And uh, so you got to take tankers down the road all the time. So there's like it's going to take 500 tankers off the road having this pipeline of beer. <laughs> and the big uh, worry in Belgium is that uh, people are going to try to tap into the beer oh, beer line. Yeah, I know it. And so they asked him about this. They're like, aren't you worried that people are just going to try to tap into the beer pipeline? And uh, they said, nah, we're going to make it out of real strong material. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Solved. That's a good that's plan. Answer, Problem solved. <laughs> good. Yeah, that's what it said in the article I read. The answer was, we're going to make it out of real strong material. We don't expect any leaks or anybody being able to get we're through it. are going to bury it four feet underground. That's right. Yeah. They're not going to get it. Beer, it's a beer pipeline, but it's interesting to think that we got this Willy Wonka technology. And then someone, as someone was talking about Elon Musk, is talking about a similar thing with people, hmm. right? Putting people in tubes and, and yep. swipe them through. Have you heard that? Uh, I haven't heard of that, but it reminds me of the grocery stores where you can send money and shit up to the office through the, the suction Yeah, tubes. through the suction tubes. That's what he's talking to do with people. But with people. Sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, Toronto to Montreal in like 15 minutes and just getting sucked at a fast pace through a tube. <laughs> Fuck, there you go. <laughs> it's got to mess you up, no? It'd be almost like a ride, right? At like Cedar Point or at uh, yeah, yeah. Wonderland or something. Except it would get be like 45 minutes long or something crazy. Yeah, it's I a long time to get sucked through a tube. Yeah, yeah, it would be. It would be. I don't even understand it yet, but I'm not Elon Musk. This guy seems pretty smart. It's yeah. true. He's got all the Tesla stuff. He's he's like a he's like our Willy Wonka, eh? like a real life Willy Wonka. Like he's a madman. He can come up with crazy inventions, and <laughs> you just believe him. Like, oh, we're gonna get it sucked through a tube? Yeah, probably. My uncle's got the best idea for a travel, and that's what I wish was we should work on, is an anesthesia that uh, is like um, it's like safe. It's, you know, you're not supposed to get anesthesia all the time. Mm -hmm. They say it's not good for you. Come up with an anesthesia that's good for you, and just put me a fuck asleep do whatever you want to me and wake me up when i get there you know what i mean hmm. that's what i'd love to do and you just can cart us in like like you know like luggage underneath the plane if you want to as long as we're out enough right hmm. that's what i think we should do it's crazy you don't want you don't think you don't like that idea uh, you can too many, you know, too many opportunities for the TSA and stuff to finger your bum when you're sleeping <laughs> that's right well that and you can just have a nap on the plane <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you can't can have. Can you? I haven't. For sure. Oh yeah, I haven't. It's supposed to be like put under and then stored, like chattel in the bottom of the plane. Like that's. Yeah, like everybody's on a fridge cart. You get yeah. knocked out and wheeled in and woke up, stacked up. Why not just fill it with coffins and just hop in a coffin? Like why yeah, you, that's why what I'm you talking about. Knocked out first. <laughs> well, because I can't sleep. I can't sleep on a plane. They just have to redesign the plane. No, I need like drugs or something, or I can't sleep on a plane. <laughs> I don't care what design you have. You can have a fucking king size bed on a plane. I'm not sleeping in it. I'm going to be lying there, staring up, listening to the noise of the plane, and wondering what's going on. And then uh, maybe, maybe I don't know, crossword puzzle oh, in yeah. the in flight magazine. You put a king size bed on a plane, I'm out. <laughs> I'm sleeping. All right. Guaranteed. Sure. Well, Charters used to take uh, first class to Japan, I think. Uh, a couple of times in his life, he's been able to do that. Sure. And they put you in a pod, and he says you can lie right back. He says it's great, and he has a nice sleeps all the time. Mm. But I've never been able to pull it off to sleep on a plane. 
The closest I had one is that I had this cookie. I don't know if I'd gone bad or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I might have had a little snooze that time. I might have had a little snooze that time. But that's another thing. It takes it would, it would take an aid for me, you know. And that's the thing. What you, you can't. The problem with taking your own sleeping aid when you're on an airplane is that there's no no one to wake you up. Part of the drug that's going to make my plan work is when they wake you up. They need a drug to wake you up, right? One to put you sleep. One to wake you up. We're starting to understand. Go inject everybody that's uh, yep. in the baggage. Maybe a nice gas. Yeah, yeah. A nice gas. Yeah, something like that. It would be perfect. Maybe perfect. And yeah. you could fit a lot more people in the plane. You could just load them up like storage carts. You don't have to feed sleeping people. All right. Before we finish, uh, before we get into our, la- uh, our last piece of feedback, I don't... Um, we have to talk about one guy that's been with us since the very beginning. He's our good friend. Uh, he gets his feedback every week on iTunes. He's our good friend, the Haitian Dwarf. <laughs> I got to remember these now. One, two, three, four. Oh, hi It's off to peace we go. Her sombrero's round. I'll pound her mound. Hi ho, hi ho, hi ho, it's off to go. Which one was the other one? Your plane just crashed, go fuck her ass. Hi ho, oh yeah. I know this one. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to bed we go. Her mouth is hot, I'll fuck her twat. Hi ho, hi ho. That was worth the wait for sure. Was it? All right. Well, Hasten Dwarf gave us some feedback last week about our show called We Are Not We Are Not Racist, which I think we proved uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> and um, he gave us uh, five stars, five stars as always. He said, very refreshing to hear some uh, colorful guests on the show, as opposed to the usual Lily White Dutchman and the retarded Germans and Polacks. Ouch. You're right. Ouch. I'm offended by that word. Well, I would agree with that. Uh, luckily, it's uh, Polak is a very offensive word, yes. <laughs> and uh, I would even say German, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, I want to tell the Haitian Dwarf one thing, just to, just to clear something up right here. My friends Steve and Dave is who you're referring to. They're friends of mine. They're in my band. They've dedicated some of their time and effort, as well, uh, time away from their millions of children they have collectively. Yep. To come in and help me out with this show. And I'll tell you right now, as God is my witness, these two are not mentally challenged. These two are intelligent people who just come across mentally challenged. <laughs> and uh, somewhat social awkwardness or what it is, I don't know what it is. But something about these two people just make everyone think that that way, but they're not. They're, they're very intelligent. All right. Thanks, Pete. Well, thank you, Haitian Dwarf, for the feedback every week. We'll give you a little applause. Oh, this is really... The crowd's gotten more robotic. We have, it's being, we're being obsessed. My voice is gone, and then the soundboard. I think something has possessed us here tonight. So what I wanted to do... Tequila. What I wanted to do is... Uh, i got to do this shot of tequila, yeah. Um, what we have to do is, uh, I want to talk to you about Speedy Gonzalez. Underland, underland, Ipa. You know Speedy Gonzalez? You know they won't play Speedy Gonzalez anymore. 
<laughs> you know they won't they won't put them on when you watch That's Looney true. Tunes. I haven't yep. seen uh, Speedy Gonzales on Looney Tunes forever, and I I throw it on for my kids every once in a while when it's on the right. No Speedy Gonzales, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's because it's considered to be racist, right? Speedy Gonzales. I think that's crazy. That is crazy. Speedy Gonzalez was hilarious. He wasn't. Remember Slowpoke Rodriguez? His, his, his <laughs> cousin. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Slowpoke. That's hilarious, man. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, that's funny stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm going to do it. Tequila. So, uh, Speedy Gonzalez, I th- heard that they were bringing him back, but they were saying, like, okay, enough time has passed or whatever. The stereotype is so ridiculous. It's not based on the current, mm. you know, stereotype or the whatever the yep. fear mongering bullshit that they have with regard to the Mexican people um, is. So now they can bring it back. It's like, like it's because it's not offensive anymore. That's right. I think it's. I think it's never been offensive. So it would be offensive if he came back with, in a wife beater and a <laughs> yeah a tattooed face, a lowrider and a tattooed <laughs> face, and he's a. Uh, Making jump homes. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the new mouse cartoon. I'm fucking back, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because it's like it doesn't seem real anymore. That there's a guy in a sombrero and a poncho. This is lying under a, you know, a tree somewhere. But is there is there really a guy in a sombrero and a poncho somewhere in Mexico? Fucking, fucking right, there is. Every but, street corner. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. Has anyone been to Mexico? Never. I've been to Mexico. Have you ever seen a guy in a poncho for real? Yes. <laughs> for real. Was for he wearing seed. a soprano? Oh, yeah. For, for real. I went with the bartender right into the streets of Mexico. And they were they were wearing ponchos and uh, sombreros? And sombreros. And their hammocks just hung in the living room uh, with no roofs on the on their living room. Just like uh, beams, kind of? Just like hammocks in a row. And no windows, right? No windows, just concrete buildings. And were. But they were... Uh, they were really uh, hospitable to you. you. This is a pretty interesting story to me, uh, this one. and We never told it on the air before. Hmm. But you went to Acapulco, Paul, yes. right? You were how old, 18? Or not so even? I don't know, 17, 18, yeah, 17, 18. 17, 18 years old. You go to Acapulco. You make friends with the bartender, right? Yeah. And uh, end up going to fishing with him? Snorkeling and spear fishing with him, yeah. And now this is not an excursion you booked, or did you pay that guy for the excursion to do that, or did, was this a you were going out with him as a friend? We're going out with him as a friend. Really, you never paid him for that. Not a penny, no. And then you went to his house. Yep. Ate and, fish with the head still on him and stuff. <laughs> did you like it? <laughs> Corn tortillas. Yeah. Well, it was different. Yeah, it's good. It was good food. Yeah. Why are you worried about the story? I'm not. Oh, and then. Uh, and but so they let you into the house. They were, they were super. That, that that guy has to be a pretty nice guy, like to do all this stuff with you, right? And then they bring you back to their house, like unbelievably hospitable, right? Yeah, he found a buddy to smoke weed with. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you go back to, if you were to do that now, would you feel safe to do that? Oh no, not from what I hear. Mexico's not as safe. Right, because you—that was like a number. That was like twenty years ago, right? Yeah, yeah but even still, that was in the probably the heyday of you don't want to fuck around in Mexico either. Right? But for mom and mom and pup to let me go, I can't believe they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To let, Take especially away, bartender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who served the drinks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paul, uh, Paul was the only one drinking, probably. No, 
On the resort, yeah. So did uh, is that the only time you've been? Yes. Yes. And then we ended up. Uh, did you ever? Do you ever go to Mexico, Steve? Mm-mm. No. Nope. I've only been. I've only been once or twice. So we always had a good time there. But it's like we hit like you know. Well, you were sa- safe at the resort. Yeah, touristy places, and we never really made it to like real Mexico to see how people live there or whatever. No, no. It's adventures. always been. It's always been a regret of mine because we used to have uh, on our farm we had uh, we had Mexican guys come from like guys come from Mexico every year to work uh, in our tobacco farm, and. Uh, we I never had an opportunity to go see see their their places back back in Mexico. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people get an opportunity to do that, but we they never did. Been so welcoming and well, they brought pictures every year, so you could see like if when they improved their farm or whatever, they show you the improvements that they did from the year they worked up here and stuff like that. Brought so the money home and yeah, yeah, you could see them the their, how the the work they did up here would benefit them uh, down there and stuff like that. It was pretty cool, actually. But I would have liked to have gone to see it uh, when we still... Now I've lost touch with all those guys. Hmm. Well, we only knew, uh, really talked to... The one guy spoke English, the rest of them didn't. But I drank you, with the rest of them. You learned lots of Mexican, though. Yeah, Pinocho Paludo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means? <laughs> no. Pussy bald. That's what they told me. All they would teach you is the bad... I don't even know if that's actually yeah. what it means. No, Pinocho Paludo means pussy bald. Pinocho is... Is a uh, pussy and Paluto, I think, is bald. <laughs> Just because oh. I'm bald, you look at me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Steve knows b- bald is in every language. Yes. <laughs> oh, Paluto. <laughs> and then they, used to, they would all all they would do is teach us dirty words, and then they would ask us dirty words. I remember one time we took I we had to take uh, guys into town on like um on a fri- on like a Friday to get groceries and stuff like that, and. Uh, I remember I was like a teenager, and I brought I was bringing these guys into town, and I was telling the guy out the uh, to yell out the window, uh, "Blow me!" He would yell it out to people on the street. He didn't know what it meant, <laughs> but he liked the fact that when he would yell it, we would laugh so hard. You know, we would just say, "Yell, blow me!" Hey, hey, Zeus, yell, blow me! And then he uh, he would do it, and it was uh, hilarious. Now is that um, somehow? Um, is that somehow like uh, brawn? Hmm. To use a person who doesn't understand the language and make them like puppet yeah. when they're enjoying <laughs> their self. Yeah, I don't know what it's what it's called. It's but people, if, if someone did it to you, you're in a foreign land and they and you keep saying you got like you're in in Spain or something like that, and you work with these guys and they like it when you say, uh, you know, suck my dick to like the someone you're not supposed to say it to. Yeah. You don't know what you're saying. That's a universal joke, I think. That's yeah. funny, right? Yeah. That's funny. He doesn't even know what the fuck he's saying. He's saying anything I say. I want him to say. <laughs> <laughs> Mama La Verga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the type of thing. They, we had a, I had a friend of mine worked on our farm, and they would just make him say all kinds of Spanish things to make themselves laugh, you know? That's all he would say. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we worked with those guys for like probably 10, 12 years. Uh, they're, they're great guys. Mm-hmm. One guy, I think, had a baby every year he came back to see us, eh? Salvador. <laughs> Uno mas bambino Salvador. <laughs> he missed his wife. Yeah, every time he went back, he would he would get her pregnant again. I think. Anyways, uh, what else do I have writ- written on my sheet here? I have. Uh, it is time for. Oh, I wanted to talk about. I went to uh, a reunion party. Sure. 
uh, I was a 20th, 20th reunion of my graduating class. So we decided to go to the big city of Toronto. And um, I don't know really. Like, I don't really understand. Like, I don't really understand why so many fucking people live so close to each other. I don't understand why they can't just spread out a little bit. That's right. Like, they're all so fucking close to each other, <laughs> it's right? It's crazy. There's no places to park. There's no places to do anything. It just, it's just uncomfortable. And uh, and but it's a nice as cities go. It's a nice city. I just don't understand the closeness of a city after you've been out of it for a bit. Like it just really is claustrophobic to be in there. But uh, so we go and fight the fucking crazy traffic and the shit to get into the city of Toronto, so we can go to this reunion. And we decided to make a night of it and give it. Uh, and we went and got Jimmy Carr tickets. My wife came with me, and I'm going to a reunion of people who I have not talked to. Most of whom I have not talked to in probably 10, 12 years. And that was only like a wedding. Maybe some of them I saw six, seven years ago at a funeral. Um, But like never kept in touch with any of them. There's no real reason for me to go back to this reunion. (laughs) That's right. Because um, I'm not not kept in touch. But something out of curiosity or just because it's like 20 years, you figure, ah, commemorate it. Like all this or whatever. If we can make a date out of it. Sure. An excuse to go in the city and have a nice date. We did it, right? So uh, the show was great and everything. The one thing we couldn't believe is how much money we spent on uh, transportation to get around the city. <laughs> yeah. Cab and rides. And we rented bicycles. and then Unnecessary we Unnecessary bike rides. Yeah. <laughs> well, bike rides are never unnecessary. <laughs> we still got to live, like, go up and down the, the yeah, streets nice of the city. Ride. Yeah, but it was, we were stupid. We didn't know where we were going. We got on the bike and we just like started driving. We're like, we don't know if there's a place to drop this off. So we just kept driving like well away from where. We just assumed that there'd be a station for the city bikes. Yeah. There, close Wherever to where we're we going. wanted to go. Sure. And then we realized after Pete was like, I don't know. Because we were going into like far out of the where it's like <laughs> entertainment-y. Like, sure. you know, now we're into like uh, where. What did you, I think in like the Jewish area? Ah, so you went north. We went north yeah, up Young Street. Rosedale, Eglinton yeah. area. And yeah. so then we went all the way back to pretty much the same station we parked them at <laughs> and ended up cabinet anyways. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but you know what I'll tell you about Toronto. Every time I go there and I and I end up screwing up somehow because I don't know how cities work, is that there someone end up, ends up helping me. Yep. And then like some lady found us and took yeah. us under her wing and... <laughs> Went broke on her up, phone. Broke up the fist fight. <laughs> yeah. No, I was worried. I was just worried. I was. I wasn't too bad. I wasn't too bad. No, I was I'm... just worried to getting the things back. Well, we would never. I would never fist fight you, Jane. <laughs> just so it's clear on air, I would never fist fight my wife. If I did, I would win. <laughs> that was just me punching wildly at your chest. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul told a story today about how he saw two Mexican guys fight, <laughs> and uh, you were working at your job site with a bunch of Mexican guys, right? Yeah, Mexican guys were running the excavator and dump truck and stuff. And you described the fight. How did it start? And there was a uh, disagreement, I would uh, <laughs> say, between the dump truck driver and the excavator driver. Dump truck driver proceeded to get out of his truck. Go to the excavator, swing the door open, throw one punch in. <laughs> then uh, the excavator guy jumps up, a bigger guy, 
jumps out of the excavator. Now they're on the ground, squaring off. Just kicks in the shins. <laughs> <laughs> Not a word of a lie. Dukes up and kicks in the shins. Just, <laughs> like rab- like rabbits. Like uh, It was the funniest. They're like thing. roosters. They're like chickens. Like, yeah, like a, yeah. a full-blown <laughs> cockfight. Like, <laughs> just cowboy boots kicking each other in the shins. It was the funniest thing I ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> and then, they, uh, then they spotted me. Oh, gringo. Stood there. <laughs> Fight's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cowboy boots! It was great. <laughs> you know what we should do? What's that beat? Weird facts. Yeah. Fucking weird. Weird facts. You know we always like to close our show with a little game we call Weird Facts. It's true. Weird facts. It's false. Here we go. The first one. Weird. The original version of Little Red Riding Hood. In the original version of Little Red Riding Hood, the wolf and the girl eat the flesh of the grandmother together at the end. That's true. You know who wrote that? Aesop. What? Wasn't that an Aesop fable? No, I think it was the Grimm's. The Brothers Grimm. I think it was the Brothers Grimm that did that one. And you know what they are? Fucking weird. Germans. That's right. Fucking weird. Germans, right? That's a children's story in Germany is that the wolf and the and little riding will eat the flesh of the grandmother. Now go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. And dream of genocide. <laughs> Whatever you do. Yeah, are you a, are you a uh, is anyone, are you, Steve, are you a, a comic book fan? Not so much. No. Do you ever hear of the, and there's a comic book character, or Wes, are you a comic book guy? No. No? Mary Jane. In uh, Spider-Man, there's a character called Mary Jane. A nice little redhead. You know who she is? Yeah, yeah. She was killed by Spider-Man's radioactive semen in the comics. Is she? That's what yeah, it said. I've never really. Uh, it's a weird fact. Paid that much attention. She died, apparently. Weird. No, that's true. That's true. They're always true. <laughs> Hey, uh, if the world consumed as much as the Americans, if the rest of the world consumed as much as the Americans, we would need the resources of five Earths to survive. How long would that get us? Five Earths? <laughs> oh, you could sustain it. Oh, we'd be okay if we just need five of us? Yeah, if the current, if the current population of the planet all consumed the same amount as the Americans... We would need five Earths to sustain that for the day that that would happen. Crazy. Right. You know, uh, Albert Einstein theorized that if you, uh, if you, if we lost the honeybees, that uh, we would be dead in four years. Sure. If the honeybees went away. Oh, we're losing them. And we are losing them. Yeah, they're dying in millions. Yeah. Um, Fuck Monsanto. If the world, oh, so weird, I did that one. Elephants are actually terrified of mice. That's a true fact. But what else are they terrified of? I'll give you a hint. I just fucking talked about them. Germans. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's bees. Americans. Elephants are actually are terrified of bees. Why wouldn't they be? They sting. You know what? What is the paper flag called at the top of the Hershey's Kiss wrapper? Tag. No, it's called the Niggly Wiggly. <laughs> of course. 
That's not even kidding. That makes sense. Yes. Good thing we didn't say that last week. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it at all. (laughs) It sounds bad. It sounds too close to something bad. (laughs) In Denmark, it's not against the law to escape from prison. Good no. for you. You've if they get out, they're called. I think they'll still try to catch them. They just don't try to. They don't add anything onto it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you son. Get back in there. So you can actually get a free. Is that twenty hours of freedom? Forty-two percent of college graduates never read another book after they leave college. I am one of those forty-two percent. Oh, I read one book. I think I read one book. Not in the 40% anymore. So I'm not. Way to go. All right. You know the five-second rule? Yep. You know the five-second rule? The Now, on the floor, five-second rule? if there was a study done that showed the men, men versus women who uh, abided by the fi- uh, five-second rule, who do you think would, would be more uh, likely to go for the five-second rule, men or women? Women, for sure. Men. Why do you think women? Because I have three daughters. And you've seen them go, Uh, they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. There's stuff on the floor for more than 10 minutes and they'll eat it. It is true, too. Like I missed this at supper. I'm going to eat it now. It's true, too. My daughters, uh, I never... I never understood how gross women could be until you have two daughters and you're like, you guys are disgusting. Yeah, it's horrible at times. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Breaks your heart, yeah. You know, the, the fact is, you are correct, Barney. It is women. 70% of women would uh, will go for five seconds or longer and eat it and 50% of men. So See, we have sense. We know that nothing happens after five seconds. That's and like stupid. they clean the No, floor, no, you so. guys will eat it. We'll use the five-second rule, where men will just say, uh, "No, I'm not." Like fifty percent of men say, "No, I'm not going to eat it." It's hit the ground. Yeah, like when yeah. I'm cooking, if if a noodle falls on the ground, there's no way that's going back in the plate. That's going garbage. Yeah, that's right. Where you girls are going to eat like, garbage off the ground? Pick it up and throw sure. it in your mouth every time. You're saying it like a badge of honor. <laughs> every time. Should be a source of shame, Jane. I don't want to waste it. I agree with that. That 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 speaks to my Dutchness. <laughs> The average person has three to five best friends and usually hates one person in their social group. I would say, if you look at Life in the Dutch Hall, there's three to five people here at all times. <laughs> and one of, uh, one of the people we hate. Who could it be? Mm, German. <laughs> he has no hair. Is it Chambers? Chambers. Or is it the rooster? Or is it maybe Michael who's decided to watch 16-year-old boys tonight rather than come to the show? He'd rather watch a bunch of 16-year-old boy strangers. With big sticks. With big sticks. Shoot around pucks and slap each other's asses and whatever they do. Right? Rather than coming to this thing. I think it's going to be Mike. It's got to be Mike. <laughs> oh, there's always charters. There's always charters. Uh, the Guinness Book of World's Record for the, the list the animal as the world's most fearless creature. Do you know which creature it is? Honey it's badger. W- ah, ding, ding, ding. It is right. The honey badger. He just don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what? We don't give a fuck here alive from the Dutch Hall. I'll tell you why. Because 
Uh, we are so full of the goddamn tequila. Thank you very much for sticking it out with us on a Cinco de Mayo. Uh, if you'd like to, we give us some feedback. All you got to do is reach out to me at lifeinthedutchhall.gmail.com. It's also a good way to uh, to book nocturnal admissions or even book uh, uh, even to book Van Dyke Party Services. Or you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or any of those other things. Uh, we are live from the Dutch Hall on Facebook and Dutch Hall on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, C-U-N-T. Is it right? How do you do that in uh, Spanish? Espanol? Cunt. <laughs> C-U-N-T. See you next Thursday. Hit it, boys. Tequila. Tequila screws up theme songs. Tequila. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. My voice is gone. <laughs>